0: Yeah, don't be fooled. All these people, oh, poor, poor Hamas, poor Hamas. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I mean, I, listen, I was working at Channel 8, and I was new to all this, and every day there were buses blowing up in and around Jerusalem. Every day. It was like like clockwork. People dying. And then they built the wall, and everyone was like, oh, my God, how could Israel build this wall? This is so awful and evil. Then I went to Israel, and I saw the wall. It's not nice. I'll be honest with you. It's not nice. But what are you supposed to do? Really, what is a responsible leader or responsible people supposed to do when people living amongst you have decided that it's okay to send their children or themselves onto a bus and kill a bunch of innocent people? And they were doing that. I I don't want to overstate it, but it was very, very frequent. A lot of people, innocent people dying. Yeah, I mean, I hate to draw distinctions, but there is a distinction between going after political targets, military targets and just slaughtering innocent people who are having coffee or trying to go to work at the, you you know, at the at the hospital or something. And you're killing them. So yeah, it stinks. You go over there and you see this wall and you think this is pretty terrible. But what what else do you do? And it's, uh, you know, so I look back, that was 20 some years ago when I was at the TV station. And then I lived in the Middle East and I saw up close some of this stuff. I was like, whoa, this is different than anything I've ever experienced. So, you know, spare me. I'm so sorry. It is a horrible, horrible situation. And I scroll through and see these pictures and videos of these little children who are burned it's sick it hurts me to see it anybody who has any compassion has to be moved by that i also know unfortunately as an adult somebody who's lived a little bit there is no good solution here it's all bad so you got to pick a side and that's not hard for me to do it's just having lived over in the Middle East and having visited many of these countries and interacted with a lot of different people in that region. It's different than here. Thank God for the moment. It's different than here, although we seem determined to try to foolishly change our own culture and 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 welcome in this conflict. I don't know why we would do that because we got a bunch of dummies who are leading us delusional dummies and. Uh, it's, it's a mess, but don't be sweat. Don't lose track of this. Hey, you know, the other story that Gary mentioned that constantly catches my eyes is the obsession the Democrats have with criminals. You hear that where they're they're starting the process to change the state constitution so that rapists, murderers, when they get out of prison, they get to vote again. Why are the Democrats so obsessed with allowing criminals to be able to vote again? Why, what is that? Why would you be – why is that a priority for you? Why, why is making sure that bad people who've done, who've done bad things – I'm not talking about people who, you know, we just don't like them. or you know, Why do you – why are you so obsessed about making sure these people get to vote? I, I, I really don't get it. What, what's the point of obeying the law if in the end, oh, your vote counts just as much as the people who spend seventy years choosing not to break the law? Democrats are obsessed with this. It's crazy. The NAACP, Democrats absolutely obsessed with making sure criminals have a voice in the direction of the community, even though they're they've screwed up their own lives. Now you want to give them a chance to screw up my life, too? Well, I take exception. Excuse me. I take exception. Meanwhile, the flip side of it is the Democrats attack our military people. Oh, yeah, they'll go take a picture. You'll see Abigail Spanberger and the rest of them take a picture with uh, the Marines. Happy birthday, Marines. You know, they'll post that. Happy birthday, Navy. They'll post that on their Facebook page to try to get likes. But, but. The rank-and-file Democrats just despise the military. You think I'm lying. Let's talk to Alan Beal down in Norfolk, the owner of the Armed Forces Brewery. Wait till you hear this story. If you've been following my Facebook page or uh, former Delegate Tim Anderson's Facebook page, he's the lawyer for him, this has been a nightmare. And Norfolk, Virginia, wouldn't exist without the U.S. Navy. Alan, what's the story here? What has happened to you guys?
1: Well, good morning. Good Thank morning. you for having me on. It's a great day in America. And, good. This uh, is yeah, some good nightmare. news here, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, the good news is we finally got our conditional use permits from the city of, of Norfolk. So, and what was the uh,
0: problem? I don't understand. At Norfolk. The last time I was down there, they had lots of bars and restaurants. <laughs> uh, so what's the problem with you guys? Well...
1: We looked all over the country for a brewing facility and found just a great one to grow our business right there in uh, the Ghent area of of Norfolk. Right. And um, uh, they seem to have had a problem with my partner, who's Robert J. O'Neill, former Navy SEAL Uh, O'Neill, killed Osama bin Laden. And he had tweeted kind of his uh, opinion. On the drag queen that was used by the U.S. Navy for, for a recruiting video. Okay. Uh, that drag queen lives in is it, actually active duty in the Navy, but lives in Norfolk, Virginia. Okay. Now, so title, the people of
0: G- the people runs. of Ghent are are going against the guy who killed Osama bin Laden and standing yep. up for the drag queen. Wow, what patriots! <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah
1: yeah so um that kind of started the ball rolling there. Uh-huh. the acquisition of the old O'Connor brewery by us started a wildfire of social media trolls. We had almost a denial of service attack on our social media channels really the
0: day we signed the papers to buy the place uh-huh um, so that were that they Norfolk was- people or are these the wackos who seem to populate everything around the country are these are are these locals? Uh,
1: it was a lot of locals, a lot of locals. Really?
0: I wouldn't have yeah, guessed that, even a- in Ghent. Yeah, you know, I had family. My grandmother lived in Ghent for a little while. I, I used to enjoy going to Ghent. That seems, and it's expensive to live there, isn't it? Are these, these, it's not a low-rent place. No, no, not at all. Not at all. We're just excited to come in, brew, brew
1: great American beer, okay. and, and celebrate and tribute our military members. And that's it. You know, we don't, we, we don't care who you, who you sleep with. And,
0: you know, we just don't care. Come in and have a beer and, you know, it's beer. But they raised hell over this and almost cost you the opportunity to be in Norfolk. Yes. We made a significant
1: investment into the city of Norfolk on this. Um, we're a national beer brand, with, and and they are getting into national distribution and global export. We're going to bring a lot of tourism dollars uh, into the area, uh, and and positively affect the the economy there. We're going to create jobs there, especially for veterans. Um, and we used we we're using our success to give back to veteran organizations. And this small group of opposition people actually. Uh, uh, throttled some harassment on a local nonprofit uh, Hmm. that feeds active duty military families over the holidays. And they interrupted our partnership. This harassment caused the nonprofit to pull out of our partnership with 106.1 country and the Norfolk admirals to feed these active duty military families.
0: And they they don't don't feel bad about that? I, mean, I would think that, you know, look, you got to you got a political point to make. OK, I may not agree with it. But then when you go after feeding people during the holidays, especially with people in need, you don't feel bad about that at all. It seems weird. Yeah, to me. It's, it's, we
1: have the second highest rate of active duty family food insecurity in the country here mm-hmm. in Norfolk. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those resources, that food, those donations are greatly needed for active military families over the holidays. So it, it, it's shameful that happened.
0: Well, when you got to the Norfolk City Council, is that who had to approve this? Yes. Okay. So when you got – I haven't been tracking on the Norfolk City Council. I don't know what the makeup is. Did Did you go over and meet with these people? Were Were they kind of saying, oh, my God, we're in a rough situation here? We got – we got you, and then we got these other people who were crazy. Or were they in? Were they all in with the wackos? So
1: we were under this really tight NDA when we went and bought the property. We closed on that on this acquisition on July seventh. Mm. And the owner, the former owner, then went back to his employees and said, hey, I've sold the brewery. They're going to take over the brewery on July 24th. And immediately that day, that's the day, July 7th is the day that the NDA lifted. So we Mm -hmm. could not reach out to any city council members, anybody in the community, period. He wanted to keep this totally quiet. But when we finally signed the papers, that day is when the firestorm started of social media content. And one of the city council members immediately came out to the media and, and said, we don't
0: approve of this, of this armed forces brewing company.
1: So we were damned right away.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, that is uh, pretty remarkable. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I need to, I'm not going to ask you to out that person on the air. I don't want to fan the flames, especially since you're in the safety zone now, but I, it just well, seems weird to me when I look example. at the history of Norfolk and the history of the, the Navy. And I'm not kidding. Norfolk, Virginia, would not exist without the United States Navy. And they're, they're hostile to the military. Uh, that just seems shocking to me and a really unhealthy spot for them to be in. And I would think that all the vets who've retired there would kind of take umbrage but
1: well, it was a six to one vote in favor of our conditional use permit, which was really a land use uh, yeah. Uh, issue. Yeah. Uh, that that place has been a brewery for nine years and has operated as one.
0: So. Well, listen, Alan, I'll come do a read on the road live broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's figure out down. how to do yeah. that. That would be fun. Come do the morning show from the Armed Forces Brewery, and I won't have a drink until after ten o'clock when we're off the air. How about <laughs>
1: how
0: about that? <laughs>
1: Sounds good. We might have a breakfast stout for you. Okay. When there. do you open? <laughs> we're going to open in January. Uh, now good. that we can move forward, we can actually hire veterans and, yeah. and family members and, and get our operations going. So we're looking at a January opening.
0: Well, I'm sorry that happened to you. I don't think that it represents the mindset of most Virginians. I think most Virginians are pretty solid and support the military and efforts to help the military so i'm sorry you went through that but i'm glad to talk about it so the people are aware of it alan beal who's the owner of the armed forces brewery down in norfolk you gotta pay attention to this stuff folks thanks alan 917 we're back with more in a moment on news radio wrva tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone